Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Style with Shara. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to tune in and see what your girl is talking about this week. Um, If this is your first time listening, you may know me personally, you may not. So let me just introduce myself. My name is Shara and I am a wardrobe stylist, style blogger, and now podcast host. So whoever you are or wherever you're listening from, I do hope that you and your people are doing well staying low-key as possible, staying safe, and just staying healthy, as healthy as possible during this chaotic time. Um, And I do want to take a second also just to thank anybody who reached out to me regarding the last episode where I interviewed Ashley Jackson of House of Rehab. Um, I know some of y'all ended up DMing me just telling me how much you liked the interview and how you guys got some important information and were just inspired just by everything she had to say and just the steps that she's taken when it comes to just building a brand from the ground up. Um, I'm glad some of you guys were inspired because I definitely was too. Like, Ashley, she's just, Ashley's a beast when it comes to not even like, her products are amazing and she's a beast at creating products that stick with you but also she's just really good at being transparent and just being very honest about her journey as the CEO of a growing fashion brand so I was so excited to talk with her and learn more about her whole process on a brand that I'm so passionate about. Um, So if you guys haven't heard my interview with her, definitely make sure you guys go back and listen because she was very, very thorough and she gave us some great gems Um, and just gave us some great info, not just for people who are looking to start a fashion business, but really just people who are looking to start any business that involves products. So um, just for business owners in general, make sure you guys go and check that out. But this week, um, I wanted to really just take a few moments to acknowledge just the effect that this whole pandemic has had on the fashion industry. Um, and of course, a couple episodes ago, like on the episode before my interview with Ashley, I know I already addressed my personal feelings on just everything that's been going on and how I feel about it and some of the ways I've been dealing with it. But of course, with this being a fashion podcast, I did want to take some time and shed some light on some ways that we can really band together and just support some of our favorite fashion brands, you know, that may not have the budget or the resources because they didn't expect this, you know, to happen or even just the network really just to fully sustain themselves during this time. And, you know, you might be a consumer listening, you know, just a person who loves fashion as a whole just from a consumer standpoint, or you might be, you know, a fashion business owner yourself. And, you know, you may be personally feeling this on a certain level, like I am right now. Um, And so some of the challenges, you know, are really just hard to watch. But I want to come on here and just address it and not necessarily just dwell on the negative effect of it, but also just talk about some ways Give my two cents on ways that we can kind of be a part of the solution for each other during this time. And, you know, just as both as brand owners and as customers as well. So um, I'm sure like a lot of you guys who follow fashion at all, you know, there's a bunch of mainstream household names that are 
just really suffering just across the board during this time. Like we have Neiman Marcus, which is really one of, if not like I want to say one, the biggest luxury department store in the industry. Um, they recently filed for bankruptcy, which I'm sure they had, I'm pretty sure they probably had like other challenges that did lead up to this decision. But I'm willing to bet that you know, being a non-essential business and not being able to open for people to shop has been a big driving force in the outcome of them having to file for bankruptcy. And they're not they're not the only one and they won't be the last, unfortunately. Like it's getting really rough out here for a lot of people and a lot of companies. And you know, we talk about it's crazy because we talk about like how much online shopping has taken over the market. And in a lot of ways that is true. You know, we see it, you know, a lot of us are doing most of our shopping online. I feel like a good 90% of my clothes are from online retailers now. But just now, when you just look at what's not being open for people to physically shop, like, has done, like, when you look at just the effect that it has on the economy so far in just only a matter of weeks, that definitely is speaking to just the amount of companies that really do still heavily rely on that in-person shopping experience, um, contrary to our belief, you know? So, you know, these are, and it's crazy because these are like brands that I feel like we all kind of look to have the answers, like to have all the answers. Like, you know, you expect when something like this happens, like our luxury brands and our household names you expect them to have exit strategies and have a plan A and plan B and plan C and to just know what to do when things like this happen. But this just proves like it doesn't matter what scale your business is on. Like you can't really you can only be but so prepared, you know. So, you know, I'm just I've just been watching this whole thing play out and I'm just like, wow, like if if this is the effect that these major businesses, if this is something that they're feeling on such a major level, these major fashion brands and these luxury household names that we know, um, I can only imagine what other small fashion businesses are going through, especially like the ones that don't have hundreds and thousands of people on staff and who just don't have that huge financial backing that a lot of these other brands do, um, especially now with me personally just having actual business relationships with some of the brands that are one woman and one man shows and even me myself being one of them like but my business is a little bit different because it is service based so like even though I have taken some losses and um had to cancel certain projects like for me it right now was looking like having to give clients refunds right now right so because The events that I'm styling them for in the first place, a lot of them are canceled or they're just being postponed. But for some of the product-based businesses, like their losses are looking completely different. Like they're looking like having their main suppliers of their manufacturers like back out, you know, because a lot of the manufacturing companies are going bankrupt right now because people aren't putting in orders like they used to um, right now. They're trying to cut costs. They don't even know if they're going to continue as a business which is scary for a lot of people. Um, So for a lot of these people, you know, they're having to deal with like having to find a new supplier or a new manufacturer for their next before they can even drop another collection or 
just even having some people might have already planned their full collection and just have all this excess material for a collection and now like having no idea when they're even going to be able to complete it the right way and when they're even going to be able to see that return on their investment so it's definitely honestly it's very disheartening to witness and just to watch and just to see some of these brands who have worked so so hard to build something from the ground up just to have to take these L's in such a major way like especially just all at once like it really it makes me sad like you know especially like I said some of these people I are they're my peers you know I know them personally and these are people that I've worked with even just when you think about I guess you could say like the semi-new era with social media and the internet just shifting and changing so many industries including the fashion industry like we've really been able to witness all of these quote-unquote underdogs and people who really just a couple of decades ago wouldn't have even been able to have as much easy access to the fashion industry because of the gatekeepers and just the way the industry was traditionally set up. Like we've been able to see people really break barriers and like break into this industry um, and just build these brands from nothing and just be able to provide for themselves. And a lot of them do it on their own or with like a very small team in comparison to these major um, brands. So just to have, I could only imagine just to have that momentum or even if you don't have that momentum, really, like just to to be even in the beginning stages of building their brand and to really be out here just doing the work every single day and investing for a lot of people, basically investing every dollar you have into this fashion brand of yours or this concept or this movement, only to have like something like this just come out of the blue and just just basically snatch the rug from right under you and just put a halt on a lot of the plans that you have for your company or um, have for your business from marketing to producing like this affects everything manufacturing just across the board like it's just really sad to watch um I had a conversation with a designer that's just really become just such a vital and just a really supportive part of my network and just every chance we get, we just really try to put each other on to different opportunities. Um, I'm a stylist. She's a designer. So these two relationships, like these two positions definitely go hand in hand with each other um, as far as how we can benefit each other. And ever since we found out about each other, we just grown close, not just in business, but just overall, we relate to each other in a lot of different ways. And really, we're just both two young women just really trying to find our way and just trying to use what we have to accomplish things. So she's just been somebody who's really become a big part of my network. And um, we had a conversation recently and she was just telling me how this this whole situation has really affected her brand and her business. She had a collection that she was really, really excited about. And she felt like it was going to be the perfect rebrand that she really needed to just take her business to the next level. And I think she said it took her like close to a year to find the right manufacturer that she felt like she could really trust to pull these pieces off. And that's another thing, too. Like people don't realize the behind the scenes work that goes into that's something else I was talking with Ashley about in the last episode, like the trial and error that goes 
through like with just a couple of pieces sometimes like the things that designers and people have to creatives have to go through before you even see a teaser video of their vision or you know a coming soon announcement before you even see that like go through we we go through a lot and um so she was telling me that this you know this collection she designed she basically just looked high and low for the perfect manufacturer who got like the who had the samples right and um she finally was feeling good about it and the manufacturing company just went bankrupt due to what's been going on and uh, now of course she feels discouraged and you know rightfully so cuz she feels like she has to start back at square one so it's just been rough you know watching this whole thing play out both on a personal level and just with some of the people and the brands that I know and that I love. But I'm the type of person, like, I try not to dwell for too long. Sometimes it works out that way for me. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> but just just with, like, everything that's been going on, I've just been trying to think to myself, like, hmm, what are some ways that those of us who are in this whole fashion realm, whether it be on a small scale or a major scale, like what are ways that we as designers, as stylists, um, as influencers, or just even as consumers, you know, people who love and consume the culture of fashion, like what are some ways that we can really just try to hold each other up and sustain as much as possible right now? Because the fact is, I feel like everybody is going to take some L's right now. Um, on some level, just due to the widespread impact of what's going on. But I just feel like, like, while it is, it is pretty bad out here right now. I don't know, I just feel like this, this could still be the season that changes everything, like in a positive way, too. Because sometimes like when you're your most desperate, like that's also when you're your most creative. And, you know, sometimes when when we can shift our focus on to what's still available and what is still going right and um, what is still around us, that's when we'll get ideas that we might not have even thought of or that we might not have even um, had if we hadn't been going through whatever it is we're going through. Um, and I actually, I saw a tweet the other day, Aaron Dottie, I think I'm saying his name right. I don't know exactly how to pronounce his last name, but I think it's Dottie. And um, I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he's a content creator that I follow. And a lot of his content is based around spirituality and just raising your vibration as a whole. And he has a lot of different perspectives on just ways to handle things in life in general. Um, I'll put his link in the episode notes too, in case y'all want to check him out. But in his tweet he had posted on Instagram, he was saying how gratitude speeds up the brain while stress slows it down. And he was saying like how he notices that when he's his most grateful, those are the days where he's his most creative versus like on the days where he's the most stressed. Those are days where like everything just feels forced. And as a creative, I can definitely 100% relate to that. And it's something that like because I noticed that pattern within myself, I try to be mindful of what state I'm in like before I sit down to come up with new ideas or new strategies or even just new looks and outfit ideas especially like lately with everything that's been going on because like even though each day is kind of the same because <laughs> like we just been in the house every day and it's kind of getting monotonous with like all of us just you know staying home and not getting to be around our friends and our family day after day 
I also noticed that every day is different in terms of my energy. Um, so like just for example, just say like on a Monday, like I'll wake up feeling like like wow, like <laughs> like I'm so grateful. Like I got all this time to just strategize and just create on my own time, on my own terms, and just everything's gonna be fine and you know, like everything's good. I'm good. And then like on a Wednesday morning, like I'll wake up with the biggest attitude and I'm just like, I don't want to talk to nobody. Like, is this ever going to get better? I woke up and it's like the same day over and over. It doesn't seem like anything is getting better. Like, is this situation ever going to go away? Are we ever going to be back outside? Like, I'm sick of being in this house. So like, um, it, it'll get to me at times because I'm like, I really have things I want to accomplish this year. And this whole thing is dumb. Like, it's getting in the way. <laughs> and I just feel stuck sometimes. Those are the days where I usually just need to go sit by myself and regroup and write my feelings out and meditate and do whatever it is that I need to do to even get somewhat back on the right track so that my mood isn't ruined and my my whole day isn't wasted with like that bad energy. But overall, I just been really just trying to remember that like I'm I might not be able to necessarily execute everything exactly how I want to right now. But, like, y'all, the ideas that I've been coming up with, like, just even, like, the inspiration I've gotten from just boredom showers lately, like, since this whole quarantine has been going on, sometimes, like, I just be taking a shower just because, like, um, because it's, like, what else (laughs) to do? Um, And just the whole, like, just sometimes I'll just be in the shower and I'll just have a moment of clarity and I'm like, wow, this would be really good for us moving forward. Just different things that I've been kind of like praying for some guidance on, like it'll come to me while I'm in the shower or just while I have that idle time. Um, And I think that's because like right now, like, well, usually when I'm in the shower, I have to think about all that I have to get done at a certain amount of time or, you know, um, I'm thinking about just everyday stresses, but lately with everything slowed down, it's just been giving me time to be a little bit more relaxed with my creative process and coming up with ideas. So in that way, I can't help but be grateful for that, you know? So when I find myself getting a little bit frazzled and just restless, I'm usually just like, let, you know, let me just go to myself. Sometimes I I just let myself feel it for a little bit. You know, I take a few moments to be upset or have an attitude, (laughs) like be sad, whatever the case may be. And then I'll go, like I said, meditate, um, go take some time to just, you know, get myself together and then try to pick up where I left off and say like, okay, well, what can I do specifically right now with what I have? You know, like I already acknowledge all the inconveniences of what's going on and how frustrated I am for the day. So now what can I try to do to build a little bit off of whatever I have going on or sustain whatever it is that I have going on? Um, and that's something I feel like we all have no choice but to focus on while all this craziness is going on. It's just to look at our area of expertise and our passion and just see how we can bridge the gap of whatever it is we don't have. Um, like the other day, my friend and I, we were talking about how bartering needs to come back. <laughs> like we were joking about it. But like in all seriousness, that is something that a lot of us are going to have to start looking at again to sustain our brands is finding ways to use whatever like 
whatever resources we have and just trading them with other people in our network so we can both grow at the same time during this time. Um, So for my fashion designers, that could look like maybe like partnering with some of your peers who also have fashion brands and saying like, look, I have all these sketches that I didn't get to execute because of everything that happened and you have all this excess material that you didn't get to execute how you want it because of the lockdown. So maybe we could collaborate and get a capsule collection or a, you know, a collaboration collection going that uses like both of our aesthetics and both of our resources and mixes it together to create pieces for one collection. And, you know, you guys can market it as a collaboration collection. You know, they might have the fabric, You might have the design ideas and the sketches, but you're unable to move around and get things done how you used to because of the lockdown. And, you know, their strength might be sewing or they might have a small team of seamstresses or a manufacturing plug that you don't have access to. Or they may have a sewing machine right at home and you guys can collaborate to create like a limited edition collection, you know, versus manufacturing. Because I know like if you have a sewing machine, of course, you might not be able to do as many quantities at once. So just, you know, come up with creative ways, maybe do something that's limited. But of course, the whole point with something like that would be to just leverage the consumers that both of you have individually to just just really come up with something together and really up your brand awareness during this time and have you guys gaining new supporters and new customers that never heard of you before you two collaborated together. Um, they know people that you don't know and vice versa, you know, people that they don't know. So that could really capture the attention and the loyalty of like a whole new group of people while this whole thing plays out. And those are customers that could stick with you even when this whole thing is over. So that's one thing that I've been observing Um, personally and just learning is that that's the main thing that anyone can still control is their brand awareness like even if your sales are down whether you're a service-based fashion brand or whatever you are product even if your sales are down like you can still work on the culture of your brand and what you want your brand to be known for and getting in front of your audience or your peers and just reiterating what your brand message is And just there, like, just that's what everyone is going to be, like, able to stay focused on right now. It's just your ability to still show up and create on some level, even if everything else, like, is falling apart. Just create on any level, even if it's in subtle ways until everything blows over. You know, get those FaceTime lunches popping, create a simple contract and agreement, you know, with those you might want to partner with. And just make sure, of course, that your standards are set in whatever agreement you guys come up with. And just exchange ideas and sketches or whatever the case may be. And just brand a few pieces together. You know, use FaceTime or Skype or whatever you use to just show each other samples and get everything approved before you guys promote it together. And maybe since you guys can't do like an in-person fashion show, or showcase do a digital fashion show and you know promote it on your Instagram live like hey guys we're going live with our new collection our new pieces that we created together um just come up with just creative you know digital campaigns together so yeah that kind of collab could help you get like new clientele from your peers audience cuz you might not even be on their radar yet and also just even for the designers who may either have a brand of their own that's up and coming or maybe you want to network up but you're not quite sure like how to do that in this current climate um and you're not sure what other ways right now to get noticed as 
as a designer. I'm not sure if a lot of y'all know this, but like, just like ghost writing, like in rap, <laughs> like in, in the music industry, ghost designing is a thing as well. And like some of these designers and these CEOs right now, they're so busy trying to do financial damage control just to recover some of their losses because of what's been going on. Like the last thing that's on their mind is sitting down and creating their next collection. Like right now, everyone's in a state of panic, you know, afraid about losing everything. So this would be a great time to reach out to some of the brands you look up to, but that are still growing, like to see if you can maybe take that load off of their shoulders and come to fill in that role for them as the creative behind their next pieces for their next collection. And you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be like a Fendi or a Burberry to start. Like it can be a brand that you notice has a growing presence and has a lot of potential and is starting to pick up some traction and a brand that you love, but maybe behind the scenes, they could be going through it right now because of all the damage damage control that you have to do as a leader of a brand right now. And you know, the person who has all the say, they might not be in a good state of mind to create so maybe they don't have time for the creative aspect of their business right now and maybe you can be part of their solution um even just outside of making some quick money because i know we always talk about like people always talk about quick ways to make money like of course you know people talk about selling on poshmark and things like that like that making quick money is great i love making me some quick money that's all well and good but like you also want to make sure you're focused on your legacy too like you want to be building your legacy i know like it's hard to see past the situation but you also want to like we got to make sure we're preparing for what's ahead and we got to like get ready so we don't got to stay stay ready so we don't got to get ready (laughs) that's the right way to say it um but you know even if you reach out to a brand right now when they need it the most and you ask for not much in return but just for them to give you a shot that could be the start of a business relationship that can go further than just the time of the pandemic. Like if they like what you bring to the table, you could possibly end up being a permanent part of their team. Um, And then even for my influencers, even some of my peers are influencers. And I just been peeping like people creating some really dope content during this time and just using this time to do more like shopping hauls and try on hauls. You know, maybe instead of going to your are like everyday well-known household retailers for our pieces. Maybe during this time, like do more hauls and create content around some small businesses that you really like and that you really want to see like stick around after this. Um, Like do shopping hauls that focus solely on black owned or minority owned businesses that may be getting hit hard by the shutdown. Like go on a shopping spree with them and spin your coins with them and just buy a bunch of new pieces and do reviews and um, do re- do reviews on the pieces that you buy and sh- try them on for your audience and just watch how people would be like, wow, I never even heard of this brand. Let me go check them out. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I know we all love our go-to <laughs> fast fashion brands that everybody already knows of. Like, I'm guilty of it too, myself, just because like, I just know like there are certain brands where I already know like, okay, I know their shipping is going to be fast. I know it's going to, it's not going to break my pockets. <laughs> um, I'm going to have my stuff in a really short amount of time. But just one thing that I've been trying to challenge myself to do more of, especially as a stylist, like that's one of my main goals is to bring more awareness to certain brands and um, bring them to the forefront. Brands who are just just so slept on and like who work 
really tirelessly like by themselves or like I say, either with really small teams. Um, I want to make sure that I'm using every opportunity to put them on as well and just to share my love for them and my experiences with them as a consumer and, you know, as a client or whatever the case may be. Um, whether that be through my blog or through this podcast, through an interview, or just from just from complimenting them and like lifting them up every chance I get in front of people. Like if you had a conversation with me about my goals as a stylist or just about fashion in general, you know that's something that like is really, really a really big passion of mine. Um, it's just like connecting the dots with other people within my field of interest. So that's been something that I've been really checking myself on also. Like it's just making sure that I'm also incorporating um, that untapped talent and, you know, the designers and the brands that may not always get as much shine, but they the, the ones that definitely deserve it because it's a lot of them, especially some of these minority and black designers are, you know, that are out here. A lot of them are, of course, the people who create in the original design and that the ones that these major brands are knocking off anyway. Um but that's a whole nother podcast episode. So just back to the topic at hand, um, just taking the time to just be the voice and just be the face of these brands that may not have the financial backing to ship out free product or to hire you as an official influencer. Um, that could be a way to show your support and show your love to some of your favorite up and coming brands during this extremely rough time. And then, like, even for my fashion journalists or, you know, for my bloggers who are just using blogging as an outlet to get their fashion writing recognized, you know, the media is always going to cover the big names. Like, they're always going to cover Neiman Marcus. Like, you know, there have been so many, so many fashion brands that have been affected by what's going on. But what's the main one that we've been seeing circling around in the headlines constantly is Neiman Marcus. Neiman Marcus gone bankrupt. And that's expected because it is a name that everybody knows. But, you know, while everyone else is covering that, maybe look into some lesser known brands and writing your content around them and introducing your audience to something new during this time. Like, I feel like Taking a different angle from everyone else right now is something that can really help you set yourself apart in whatever it is you do. Um, And just really content creators of any kind. Maybe do a social distance photo shoot with like really limited people, just you and whoever creating the content from a distance in an isolated area. Um, I know I've been ranting and raving about Ashley, but I saw her pull this off on Instagram And that was something she implemented because she had new pieces that she needed to get photos of. But, of course, she also wanted to make sure that she and her model were safe. So, by the way, just for anyone who was trying to capture good content of their clothing, definitely just follow Ashley at House of Rehab on Instagram because she kills it with just the simple yet effective marketing and just visuals for her pieces like she doesn't overthink it so definitely follow her if you're looking for some fashion content inspo but um and I'll put her name in the episode notes but yeah just simple things like that um where you're still being cautious but you're still you know being effective in creating and just putting yourself and your brand out there and even for my fellow stylists you know um relationships are super super important for us like I can't stress that enough that is like the main driving force in a stylist career is our relationships and our network and 
y'all would be surprised. Like, there's been a couple fashion stylists, designers, like, just creatives in general that, like, I've been trying to link with them for months. <laughs> like, if not, some of them I've been trying to link up with for years that I, and I've been sliding in their DMs or um, sending them an email. And now they've been sliding in my DMs and in my inbox and following up with me. Like, as all this time of me reaching out, it's like, oh, you finally found the time to say hey back. But um, <laughs> that's one upside to this whole situation, too, is like, I know it, it feels like everyone is not worried about us or whatever it is that you do. But the fact is, like, since a lot of us are usually extremely busy with our everyday tasks, like with us being at home, we really do have each other's attention in a way that we never have really had each other's attention before. So for my fellow stylists, I would definitely say like, since we can't be as hands-on with models or with our clients, let's just use this time to build our relationships with new designers on the rise um, and brands that we've been wanting to reach out to for some time, but we might've been just, we just kept putting it off. It's not even, like I said, it's not even about like right the right now so and it's not about over pitching yourself right now or overwhelming somebody because conversations can start with a simple like hey you know I love I love what you do I've been peeping how you move for some time now and I just want to let you know you inspire me and you know I admire what you do and how you do it sometimes that's enough just to get you on someone's radar to start with like even if it's just something slight Everything doesn't have to be like an elevator pitch. Everything doesn't have to come to fruition right at this moment. And that's one thing that I've learned and I had to learn as a creative and as someone who's constantly trying to connect with others and just level up is that like setting the foundation for a business relationship is just as important as whatever work you and that person end up doing down the road. Um, So you don't always have to see a direct way that you two can benefit each other today. I talked about that a little bit on the last episode too, like how you just never know what you may have going um, on for yourself, you know, in the next three years or what somebody else might have going on for themselves in the next three years and what ways that you guys can benefit from each other. Like that's a real relationship. Like when it, when it's give and take over time, not just when it's like, okay, what can you do for me right now? Let's get it done. And then when it's over, we never going to speak again. Like that's not a network. So that's one thing I've learned, like I've had to learn the hard way (laughs) is that um, you want to like nurture your relationships and you want to start them off very organically. And that's something we got more than enough time to do since we've been in the house, like just go through different people um, who you look up to. And like the worst thing that could happen is that they don't respond right away. Nicole Linnell, she's by the way, she's a bomb fashion buyer and designer. I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all follow her or know who I'm talking about. Um, I was watching one of her lives she did. She's been doing a lot of lives and just giving like a lot of good advice for anybody in the fashion industry. And she was talking about how like times like this, like where we're in a crisis, like this is where your network really counts the most. Um, Like this is really a time where people are having to just gather resources and lean on each other to be able to propel forward in a way that we really didn't expect to have to do. And she's right. This is a time for even me personally, where I've been really able to just reflect and just see where my network is versus where I want it to be. So I definitely would encourage you guys who are listening to do the same. And last, but certainly not least, 
the people who keep the fashion industry afloat and just who keep it going and the reason it exists in the first place, you know, are everyday consumers and customers and just lovers of clothing and fashion in general. I mean, we all are consumers in one way or another, but I don't even think sometimes consumers are really valued as much as they should be because like a lot of times people don't realize how much they casually make a difference, like not even just intentional, like I can't even tell you like how many brands I personally just will just be I got hip to just by looking at somebody's comments and just like seeing somebody say like, oh, girl, that dress is bomb. And then the person commenting back like, oh, thanks, girl. I got it from the style animal or I got it from size 10 co or whatever the case may be. And people are more likely to take the consumer's word because they really don't have a reason to lie because you guys are the ones who spend your hard-earned money and you guys aren't just getting paid to tell somebody, oh, this brand is on point, y'all should check it out. And so that's another message, y'all, too, by the way, is owners of these fashion brands, please be nice to y'all consumers because the shade I be catching just from observing how some people out here handle the people that make it possible for them to even survive off of whatever it is they do, um, like, it just really be a smack, a smack in the face sometimes to witness it. But um, again, that's a whole nother episode. But yeah, just consumers, you guys like you guys play the most special role in sustaining the fashion industry just by even patronizing these different fashion businesses. And I know like with a lot of people being at home, a lot more people, even more people than before have now shifted to online shopping and I know a lot of people, because we don't really know, like, when we're going to be outside again, it's getting a little bit confusing on, like, what season we should even be shopping for at this point. Like, I had a whole cart full of, like, sundresses, or they're really called maxi dresses. Everybody call them sundresses. I don't know why. It's a different, it's a difference between a maxi dress and a sundress, but somehow maxi dress has gotten the name sundress. Um, I think it was a thing that men did, um, but, um, yeah, like, so I had a cart full of them, and I was just like, I don't even know if I should even buy these right now, because, like, we might not even have a summer. <laughs> like, I don't even know what's going on at this point, but um, what I like to do, and what I've especially been doing during this time, um, where it's a little iffy, is I like to look at my closet, and then I say, okay, what can I wear any time of the year? Like no matter how cold or how hot it is. And I'm like, okay, a purse. Like if it's the right style and the design is simplistic enough, that's something that I can use to complete any outfit, you know, despite whatever weather it is. Like I can always throw that on to complete an outfit. Um, I can get me a cute pair of ankle boots because I know that I can wear them with some cargo shorts or some denim shorts when it's warm out. But I can also pair them with... Um, some heavier pants or leggings for the winter. Um, half sleeve shirts are a big thing that I have so many half sleeve shirts and bodysuits or three quarter sleeve shirts is something that you can stock up on right now because it's a piece that you can wear on its own in the spring slash summer or it's something that you can layer with a cardigan or your favorite jacket when it does get chilly. Uh, what else? Oh, earrings. You can stock up on your earrings and your bangles. Like, guys, accessories are timeless. Like, that's something you can style a million different ways and use it to complete your look no matter what season we're in. 
baseball caps that's something I know that I personally like to throw on whenever like I don't feel like dealing with my hair which is a lot lately (laughs) so that's something you can wear anytime that you know it's not a seasonal piece that's something you can have year-round even like a classic pair of jeans especially like boyfriend jeans or like distressed jeans because those are like light and airy and we can still wear those even when it's hot or you could pair it with some tights when it's cold Mini dresses, like with the mini dresses with a sleeve, are something that I also like to collect because that's another piece that you can layer and you can wear either you can either wear it with sneakers or sandals, or you could always layer it and wear it with some thigh high boots if we don't end up going outside until wintertime. Which let us pray <laughs> that we don't go out like that. Like, I'm praying this whole situation blows over before then, but I'm just saying, like, options, you know, just in case. So, you know, just guys, if you still want to support some of your favorite fashion brands because you still want to see them come out on top at the end of this, these are just timeless staples that will add value to your wardrobe and won't depreciate over time. And just like I tell my clients all the time, like when you're looking to build your wardrobe, don't start off with trendy pieces, you know, start off with timeless classic pieces that you can wear a million different ways and that will look flattering without you having to do too much because like especially with a lot of us online shopping right now like online shopping can be very tricky and that's actually something that I covered in my most recent ebook that I had sent out to my subscribers is basically how to online shop like a pro and if y'all missed it don't worry I will be sending out more style guides um, especially while we're in quarantine Um, I send out free weekly style advice, so if you're not on my mailing list but you want to be a part of that, I'll have the link in the episode notes as well to subscribe. But yeah, like if you still want to support some of your favorite fashion brands during this time, start with purchasing the necessities and the pieces that you can get the most wear out of all year long so you can still like rock whatever it is that you buy regardless of if we don't come back outside till next year, which again, let's hope (laughs) that's not the case, but So yeah, guys, that's my two cents for this week. Um, These are just some ways that I feel like we can really just support each other right now. And just some of the ideas that I've been having on my mind, because like, even though my current lane is styling, designers, buyers, influencers, etc. Like we all are basically a part of the same community in a way. And a lot of us want the same things for ourselves and for our brands. And we all really have a lot of the same vulnerabilities right now. So I know it's been rough. (laughs) You know, trust me, like my emotions have been up and down with this whole thing day by day, like just filled with uncertainty and just really confusion for just every part of my life. Um, But at the end of the day, Um, that's what we have each other for is to look out for each other and to uplift each other, especially during times like this. So that's my two cents. You guys definitely stay tuned for my next episode, though. It's going to be another interview. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but just know she is a designer that I recently got hip to. And I've just been rooting for her from my couch, watching her on my TV. So I'm ready to just learn more about her and her journey as a designer, 
And that's enough hints for y'all. <laughs> I'm not going to tell y'all no more. Y'all will just have to tune in to the next episode. So definitely make sure you're subscribed so that you don't miss the episode. And definitely don't be afraid to leave your girl a rating and a review. Let me know how you're liking the podcast so far. I hope you guys got something out of this episode. I pray that you guys are staying healthy and safe and not just tending to your physical health, but also tending to your mental health and your spiritual health as well. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode and I will talk to you guys soon.